It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by glanviaconnect.com. Hello and welcome to Farm View. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming program. Once again, I have a very busy show for you. This week on this week's program, as farmers took to the streets on Friday last, we hear about their concerns of the huge impact of the current cap proposals on their future. I'll also talk to Thomas Baldwin about the success of his Baldwin's ice cream and about their dairy farm in Knockanore. Plus, I preview Shanachill House Equestrian Centre's Kilmack Summer Pony Leagues. I'll talk to the man himself, Jerome Foley. And plus, as always, we'll have our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, last Friday, farmers from all over Ireland took to the streets really to highlight the importance of these cap talks and the implications and the fallout that could come from the cap talks as they presently stand. There was 30 town centres right across the country, one of which, of course, was Dungarvan. So after the demonstration on Friday, I got a chance to talk to Warford IFA chairman Kevin Kearsey. First of all, Kevin, people on the outside might say, why did you take to the streets on this Friday afternoon, disrupting traffic and really um, getting out there to um, the farmers? People say, is it crying wolf, wolf again? Well, certainly. Kieran, uh, the reason we took to the streets w- was not to cause any disruption to the business people of Dungarvan or, or the shoppers who people were going to Dungarvan do their weekly shopping. We certainly didn't want to do any disruption there. But what we did do, and what we called was a rally really, it was a rallying call to all people in the county of Water, rural people, just to, to identify and to show them what's happening and what direction the, the cap talks are taking and the damage it could do to rural Ireland and rural county Water. That was the main message we wanted to give on, on Friday. Now, Obviously, the environmental issues, the uh, sustainability, the whole climate change action bill, a lot of pressure from a green perspective. But many people say that's what has to happen. So farmers have to realise it's a changing world and that's what you have to work within. Yeah, it is. It certainly is a changing world. And farmers are willing to play their part in it and let's be clear about it we have been playing our part in it for the last number of years changes farmers have, have taken uh, the changes farmers have put into their place their way of practice into their farms the investment they've put into their farms for example using uh, trailing shoes to spread slurry all the time that's a common practice now in farms which wasn't a couple of years ago the, uh, the investment in farm buildings and slurry tanks and so on to ensure that any effluents from the farms are captured and don't escape into the rivers and if you look at the change in the water quality which we all was talk about too the vast improvement that has taken place in Waterford in the wa- in the waters in, wa- in County Waterford have been dramatic their improvements so obviously there's the whole area of emissions and the whole area of farming right across Europe do you feel Ireland should be treated separately than the rest of Europe well I think the Europeans don't understand Ireland and they don't understand what Ireland really looks like a lot of Europeans if you look at say, if you travel in France or any of the European countries you see vast areas of corn growing you don't see any trees hedgerows greenery around the place. I often, well I personally I, I walk a lot in the mountain and I love looking down on the county and when you look down and you see the greenery that's around the place whether it's trees, hedges
hedges, grass growing, and it's a, a variety of green of greenery in, in the county. And uh, that all adds up to carbon sequestration. It adds up to biodiversity. It helps the wildlife and and so on. So Ireland is a totally different place mm. to the vast vast areas of, of Europe, and they don't understand that. I think. Would you agree that during this whole expansion, a lot of guys to go to a lot of hedgerows, a lot of hedges, and obviously people now with the last number of years, you say, are trying to. As someone mentioned to me one day in an interview, he said years ago my father was paid to take out hedges. Now we're being <laughs> encouraged to put them back in. Yeah, we are, and and and, that, and that'll be part of the new green element of the new CAP when it, when it is in place for farmers to, as you said, maybe to add back uh, hedgerows in, into their farms uh, to grow trees on the farms as well. So look, a lot of areas will happen and will to improve, but it is already good. Obviously, within the common agricultural policy, all the countries of Europe are involved. In Ireland, agriculture is huge as regards the overall its impact on the economy. Do you feel, as you mentioned earlier, some of the other countries don't realise that and also the fact that a lot of good work is getting on in Ireland that farmers aren't getting credit for? Yeah, there is a lot of good work going on and, and you see, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever we want to look at it, but Ireland is an agricultural country and it had never heavy industry like the other countries in Europe have had. So that the emphasis in Ireland when it comes to greenhouse gas reductions are, are focused on farming and not on the industrial areas. And that's why farming, there's so much focus now on farming. A, a, a big, big imbalance. And for instance, um, I, I often like to make the point that I as a farmer, for instance, I may have cows on my, on my farm. They emit carbon. But also the trees, the grass the hedges they absorb carbon so you feel and you're not getting credit for, for, for that area and we're not getting credit for it and it doesn't look like we're going to get credit yeah. for it in the new climate bill and this is why this is why this is the push we're putting on that farmers need to get credit for that sequestration so as regards are you targeting the politicians are you targeting the MEPs or, or minister or who are you calling on for this change are you talking on the general public to realise what's happening here well I'd hope the general public would understand the farmers point that, that we're not just crying wolf and we're not just looking for more help for not, for, for not doing anything we're doing the work we're willing to to improve the climate change situation in the country but we need the politicians our, our own politicians when it comes to the Dáil and when it comes to the climate change bill to understand what the Irish situation is and when it comes to the CAP the European parliamentarians and the commission need to understand Ireland So is it actually support is it that check in the post or is it is it a realisation you want is it from the Ireland government or indeed from at European level where do you want support one farmer said to me recently we're being asked to do more and take less. Well, this is it. Um, our, our single farm payments are being cut year on year and have been cut for the last... A lot of people on the outside don't realise that, the, the, the impact of that single farm payment. The, the single farm payment is, is absolutely vital for the vast majority of farmers in, in the country, particularly the, the, the suckler, the beef farmers, the grain sheep. farmers, sheep farmers. They need they need the single farm payment to survive on their farms. 34% of Irish farms are viable at the moment. If there's a further cut to the single farm payment, that figure will, will increase further. And, and I mean, if farmers become unviable, they'll go out of business, they'll have to sell up their lands. And what's that going to do to, to the countryside? So Kevin, just to recap, as Chairman of Warford IFA, what do you want to see happen? What needs to happen going forward? If we could get uh, a, a good outcome from this common agricultural policy which it, would be which which would be we need to we need to minimize convergence we need to maintain as much money in the single farm payment for the for the uh, full-time productive farmers productive family farms to keep them on the land that's and what you we're also looking feel for. that the credit that, that you're not getting the credit for what you're already doing is it is that one of your principles as well well you see it's not been recognized particularly when it comes to when it comes to the climate climate change issue uh, what has been done on the farm 
farms already and what farms are willing to do and will do into the future it isn't being recognised and Kevin finally before I leave you go uh, you've been chairman over the last number of years before we came in I just asked you when do you step down you step down in a few weeks what a difficult few years you have with, with particularly with COVID during your term as county chair but you must be delighted the way that the farmers dug deep and kept providing that quality food be it dairy beef lamb tillage over those difficult year and a half particular yeah look I mean if it was a normal situation it would have been great to have had more meetings and meet farmers and meet meet out non-farmers as well at, at, diff- at different events but that couldn't happen because of COVID but look we, again we have to recognise and give credit to the people who have kept the industry going be it the workers in in, in, uh, on, in Glanbia for instance the lorry drivers the lads on the plants whatever it is in the offices kept it going meat factories and so on and, and uh, feed suppliers who kept the, kept the farms going and the farmers themselves who kept the farms going and kept the food produced so that so that nobody starved Kevin listen thanks a million best of luck I'll probably get to chat to you before you step down but look thanks for all your you're always available to us even particularly during this difficult last year and a half and best of luck in the future and let's hope we'll get a positive reaction to the demonstrations of last weekend thank you for that Kieran. thank you Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR with GlanbiaConnect.com thousands of products in the palm of your hand and you're welcome back to part two of Farm View now let's have a look at some items more farming calendar first of all turning to our farmer markets and country markets and what an array of markets we have right around the city and county every week during the summer this Saturday morning Wofford Farmers Market John Roberts Square also Saturday morning Tremor Farmers Market Priest Road Tremor every Saturday morning and of course every Saturday morning also we've the Strabley Farmers Market every Saturday morning in beautiful village of Strabley from 10 until 1. Sunday, Lismore Farmers Market, Castle Avenue is more run from 10 until 4. And also we have the Ardmore Farmers Market every Sunday just off the beach car park running from 11 till 3 every Sunday. Well, on Thursdays, Dungarvan Farmers Market as usual every Thursday, Grattan Square, Dungarvan from 9 until 2. While on Friday mornings, Dungarvan Country Markets at the Scouts Den and Abbey Side every Friday from 9 until 1. And also every Friday in the city, we've offered Farmers Market in St Olaf's Hall again running from 9 until 1 turning to our livestock marts and great to have ringside buyers back around the ring once again this Saturday morning Warford Ross Mart in New Ross cattle sales from half 9 calf sales from 10 while on Mondays it's the Garvin Marts calf sales run from half past 10 with cattle sales from 11 and remember all sales are now all online at Livestock Live. We have a note here from Kildalton College to remind everyone that their open days take place on Monday next the 21st and also on Tuesday week the 29th. Covering range of courses available in agriculture, horticulture and equine. Open days run from 11 on both Monday next and also on Tuesday week the 29th. For more info, chagas.ie. And finally a reminder, and we'll speak to Jerome Foley, the man himself later, the very popular Shanachill House Equestrian Centre's Summer Leagues are commencing this Friday and will continue every Friday from 5 o'clock right on to the end of August. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbiaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, one of the great success stories as regards Farmhouse Enterprise has been Baldwin's Farmhouse Ice Cream. Of course, it's Thomas Baldwin based in Knockanore in West War. First of all, Thomas, when I spoke to you first, it's hard to believe just 2007. It is, Jack, here and it seems a long time ago now, but um, we've been in business since then and, and just the years fly by, really. Thomas, as regards you getting involved, of course, milk quotas were part and parcel, a bit like your neighbour, Eamon Lundrigan, who got involved in Farmhouse Cheese. Was that part of your thinking at that time? Yeah, it, it's hard to believe it now, but the restrictions were there at that time when I started 
granted that the, the milk supply was capped so we were always looking for another enterprise to try and grow our business and try and keep me on the family farm so we, we turned to ice cream at that point so cow numbers at the time were you always anxious to come back home or, or what was the position or was farming always your first love or was it a, a late convert no it wasn't a late conversion I, I always wanted to, to be at home farming but my parents Johnny and Marie were at home making 50 cows and they were quite contented and maybe there wasn't enough room for me but the ice cream facilitated me to earn a living on the farm and we just kind of grew it from there as well as grew the cow numbers now of course you went to Kildalton College how helpful was your time in Kildalton College and did you do some farm placement as well we did we did we were there I was there in 2000 and we got farm placement in around Ireland in two or three farms and also six months in New Zealand so it was very helpful obviously a huge help but going to New Zealand a real eye opener for Thomas Baldwin from Nakanoor it was even though it's so far away it's very similar to Ireland in one way uh, the people are lovely out there but uh, you do see the scale and, and the numbers involved and that was a real eye opener for me as, as a 20 year old boy yeah and of course while you were in Kildalton College you also won the Delaval Young Farmer of the Year that was a fantastic achievement Thomas it was yeah on the second year yeah I did yeah and we got um, a scholarship trip out of that to the Netherlands and Belgium and that's actually where I saw the idea of the ice cream so it's all linked so it was a help. I was just going to ask you that so it was that trip out to Netherlands got you thinking this could be on for me yes we went on to a farm making ice cream and I made a contact out there at the time and I followed it up after and, and is this, the rest is history yeah. as I said I'm sure it was a big help to you that your neighbour down the road had uh, a decade or so earlier had thought of the whole idea of uh, farmhouse cheese so to see the success of that I'm sure was a help for you yeah no Eamon definitely broke the glass ceiling on the, the farmhouse uh, production side so looking at him and I suppose I was able to take his advice and, and move into my own business yeah. so getting trained first of all to make the ice cream and secondly financial support and that it must be huge at the start but where did you go for help and where did you go for advice my first port to call was, was Waterford Leader a partnership with Jimmy Taft there and Liz Moore and to be fair to them they gave me a great start gave me a good, good grant day to get the building done and from there then I suppose I would have got help from LEO and other bodies as I went on so obviously Leo coming involved was hugely important and indeed Waterford Leader I think a lot of people on the outside don't realise the leg up that they're speaking to Eamon last week and other people involved the leg up that they give companies at that crucial time because if you didn't have that support uh, Baldwin's ice cream mightn't be Grant aid is crucial Kieran. I mean it's, it's, it's all very fine to say go in and borrow all the money but you, you do need a government help a local help and it, it gives you that start as well as the money you get the advice and they really put you on the right path Now actually making the ice cream was a bit of trial and error where did you go for help or who was your main advisor as regards producing that quality ice cream because my god Baldwin's ice cream <laughs> is very special I would have got training initially I would have made a few contacts out in the Netherlands that time and I would have bought equipment that came with training and I would have got a course still on recipes and once I built the core recipes I was able to take it on from there myself the importance of the quality natural milk that you're producing the importance of that without that raw material really uh, ice cream doesn't take off that's my USP and my unique selling point is the milk and the cream on the farm Kieran that's produced in the morning and turned into ice cream all through that day so that's the advantage I have I mightn't have scale but I think I, I have this farmhouse advantage and I'm going to try and use it to the best of my ability now obviously one thing is producing the product now you have to sell it did you go for help there or did you take it on board yourself or were I, agricultural shows and open days and events and festivals the of main course route? yeah I mean we, we do have the, the local Waterford Festival of Food and, and that was a great start for me early on it, it, as well as the farmers markets and, and you get brand awareness and product awareness and, and you kind of work from there we have the Harvest Festival blowing the city Camphor Host Trials and lately the Greenway and all these events and, and places to sell would make promote right. your own product for, for the industry and what about help locally from local retailers and restaurants 
and pubs and bars and hotels. How has that been for the Baldwin's ice cream? In fairness to all the local businesses, they, they, they've all stocked my product. I mean, start with the super, local supermarkets, Canaries, Kelleher's. Garvey's in, in Dungarvan there they've been great to me Connor Lennon the country store has been a help from the start they took the product they paid on time great man to support local products he is in fairness to him yeah I would have dealt with Jonas Power there and lately the coach house Joe's Coffee House on the Greenway they will be buying our product they're, they're meant to support local to be fair to them now as regards the breakdown between we'll say the restaurants and hotels and indeed retail where was the split as regards Baldwin and Ice Cream or how was, it, how was the split the split I suppose was in, pre, pre, pre-pandemic yeah it was about about 25% retail so I suppose when the music stopped I, I was in the wrong place so I'm, I'm trying to grow my business now on the retail side and, and lately like I would have got an LEO grant Breed Kirby there would have helped me out to, to redesign the website and the packaging I did that during lockdown so hopefully we'll be launching the new packaging next month and, and we'll be ready for the uh, for the retail side from here on in and as regards the retail side uh, the support then has been great for you there as well D- definitely I mean, I mean in fairness to the super supermarkets and the shops they will put it on the shelf but you need to give them that help to sell it so it needs to be promoted and the packaging and everything in the brand needs to be correct and as regards the retail in West Warford um, who, who's been your main flag wearers for you for we, as I said we've all the local supermarkets to be fair to them and, 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 and I mean, they, sorry the, the hotels and restaurants then. oh sorry. definitely uh, def- I mean we, we've dealt with Paul Devey there in Richmond House would have dealt with us from time to time and we deal with a lot of um, the moorings in, in Dungarvan and a lot of the local restaurants Paul Flynn the tannery would have bought from us in the past right. so we, we, we've dealt in fairness to them they've all given us a shout now as regards your quality your unique selling point a real natural product do you find that w- people once you have that quality product price doesn't become an issue while everyone has to be competitive but really your quality ice cream as against the, the one that you might get in Lidl and Aldi we, we are probably premium price but there is a tipping point to pricing so you have to stay on the upper end without going over the, over the top but we feel that we're genuine in what we do it literally does what it says on the tin and the product is there for everyone to taste and everyone to realise so running is. a busy dairy farm I know your dad and mum are there and great to have that help and also I think you've somebody on the farm with you but as regards working the two businesses side by side how difficult is that for Thomas yeah, Baldwin it has been challenging I mean John, Johnny and Marie my mum and dad would have been great help to me um, to bring me to this point I mean a few years ago a good friend of mine Mike Gary came on board as, as farm manager and he's a great help and allows frees up my time to work on the ice right. cream business and um, I would have got Barry Murphy there on the road for me uh, and again is, another local man another local man one of the Murphys yeah yes. is, uh, do a bit of sales uh, for right. me and I've, I've uh, the Nixon mother and daughter team Pamela and Sarah and, and their really? production yeah. um, ladies so, so they're really in charge of that a real team effort it is a team effort Thomas here, yeah. you mentioned in passing lockdown the effect obviously it really cut your, your uh, hotel uh, end uh, of it and restaurants and ever. but uh, how did lockdown really affect you on the farm how difficult was it to survive you mentioned about getting the website on board but how difficult the time was it well, for Baldwin's ice cream it did hit us hard Kieran. I mean we, we literally had to, to, to shrink the business down during the lockdown to, and to be fair to the three staff I mentioned they had to go on part time and it wasn't easy for anyone but a, as recent as two weeks ago I think that the thing has kind of opened up a small bit at the June bank holiday weekend and we're turning the key again and trying to expand out again and everyone is back on board thanks for well, that well I must say the new branding which I've seen the new website you have as well and really deserves great credit and as you mentioned Leo and support you got from Leo indeed leader as well but Baldwin's ice cream 
the new the new packaging, the new branding, and the new website. Really, I must compliment you on it. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully, Kieran, it'll just bring us to the next level. I mean, we we were using generic packaging up till now, so we needed to take that jump. We we've took it, and hopefully, it'll yeah. kick on from here from a re- retail side. Well, Thomas Baldwin, listen, congratulations! I can't believe it's way back in 2007 when I interviewed you when you just set up the business. It's going from strength to strength. You've survived COVID, but great to see your new website and indeed and indeed your your new packaging and logo logo of Baldwin's ice cream. You're from Knockanor. You're doing the West Wofford Parish proud and listen to best look in the future. Good man, thanks Kieran. Thanks. Well, the Shanachill House Equestrian Centre, Ilkil Mac, commences its, its leagues this Friday. Indeed, they'll continue right through till Friday the 27th of August. And to look ahead to these leagues, and indeed I'm sure there's great excitement down in Shanachill House Equestrian Centre in Kilmac. Jerome, you must be thrilled to be back up and running with your leagues once again. Yes, absolutely. We're very lucky. This is our third third year that we've been running the Friday night summer series here in Shanachill. It's incredibly popular and a um, great starting point for anybody in show jumping. And the beauty of it, it's on registered it's open to newcomers experience and ponies from from 148 uh, 128s right up to 148 and newcomers as well absolutely we're catering for all levels from 40 centimeter cross poles right up to 148s jumping 115 now before we come here i just asked you the question the split between boys and girls and i was surprised to hear that girls outnumber boys for lots of these competitions oh absolutely i would say it's probably a ratio of about 60 to 40 mm. but the results mightn't split that way yeah. as regards the fun element isn't it so important and with so much competition going on it introduces the young boys and girls first of all to the whole show jumping arena the whole show jumping experience it's fun and enjoyable and a good family day out it is indeed and I suppose what it does is it gives them a great base to build on going forward in their show jumping careers as it allows them to learn the rules in a more relaxed atmosphere to learn how to go against the clock and provides some great competitions and some great entertainment for families here on Friday nights now Jerome of course you opened just a few short years ago my god Covid came and we all know the devastation station COVID caused. From your point of view, Shanachill House Equestrian Centre, it must have been a dreadful few months. Absolutely. I think I think our last uh, lockdown was probably the longest from uh, we closed on the 15th of December and didn't reopen until the 26th of April, which was a, was a very, very long time. And I suppose the phone was ringing the whole time, though people asking, when are you opening again and when can you open again? So we knew there was a great appetite for what, what we were doing and we were looking forward to getting back and getting open again. Now, on the national front, of course, I know you're involved in the National Pony Council the Show Jumping Association of Ireland you're the monster rep as regards competitions the shows are gone our annual Dungarvan show always a huge event the Jim Cannes are gone so really the Equestrian Centre are, have become the lifeblood of the whole show jumping scene yes well they've certainly taken over for the moment anyway you would hope to see a return to more Jim Cannes um, in the future it was great to see Mallow Jim Cannes a very small Jim Cannes ran very successfully there two weeks ago and they had a great crowd on a bank hol- the bank holiday weekend and they had the interprovincials there which is an exciting national competition for SJI members right. so yeah but I think there's a, there's a place there for both now as regards the RDS I'm delighted to hear it's going ahead this year albeit a very scaled down no international element and, and, and a very scaled down event as regards qualifying for the RDS young boys and girls with ponies hoping to go to that step further what's the story of qualifiers for the RDS in this region well the qualifiers are started we don't unfortunately have an RDS qualifier in Munster for ponies this year but there are four national qualifiers starting off in Barnadown Equestrian Centre this weekend Art Cohen the following weekend then so Wexford really down this region Wexford's really the only one within our, our region the southeast 
that will that will yeah. that will be the first one yes so Jerome listen best to look I'm delighted that you're up and running these leagues have been such a huge success it's running for 12 weeks right up till Friday the 27th of August do you know all of all keep up the great work and indeed best to look with your leagues which are commencing for young boys and girls this weekend great thank you very much Karen. And before I go on the racing and show jumping front, what a week again we've had for local Waterford Connections Cross Channel. Win for Dungarvan Jock Trevor Whelan at Nottingham and a second winner he followed up with on Tuesday evening at Brighton. So well done to Trevor there. While back home, it's that man again, Butlerstown knocking trainer Henry de Bromit. Henry saddle winners at Limerick and Downpatrick as well as doubles at Clonmel and Kilbegan. So well done to Henry there. While also during the week with winners at Downpatrick for the Old Fools partnership of Tom McCarthy and Mikey V. Kappa trainer Declan Queeley and Mallory jockey Mikey Sweeney all combined for another winner again at Downpatrick. While also we'd wins at Wexford for very popular Strabley trainer Margaret Flynn and at Navin for Tremor owner Pat Flavin and his son John who trained a very impressive winner indeed at Navin. While also on the show jumping front I want to say congrats well done to Kappa rider Gemma Phelan and Ballyduff upper owner Tom Highland and a fantastic Grand Prix victory at Wexford Equestrian Centre last weekend. And finally, before I go, I want to say congrats, well done to Henry de Bromet, who received the highest honour in the county. He received the Freedom of Warford from Mayor Damien Gagan earlier this week. Fantastic honour and well deserved to Henry. Well, that's it for this week's programme. So from Ali and Sound and myself, Kieran O'Connor's goodbye for now, but hopefully I'll have your company again same time next week. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.